Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Alright, today, <laughs> today we're going to talk about um, our guilty pleasures, kind of what they are, what that means about us, what that says about us, um, other people's guilty pleasures, and like why, why they're important, why they're guilt-inducing, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> to question our guilty feelings and see if they're legitimate and what that says about us. Yeah. I'm excited. That's a good way to put it. I'm excited too. That sounded extremely fake. Um, Don't question yourself. It's fine. I meant what you said, but also after I said that, I realized I sounded even faker. (laughs) Okay. Well. Um, Yeah. Let's let's hear some of your guilty pleasures. Throw them on me. I want to hear them. I'll throw them all over (laughs) Throw them all over me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So mine are just a quick little rundown. Love Island. Smut. Byronic Heroes, Kim Kardashian, One Direction, BTS. And for a while, Five Seconds of Summer, though I am no longer into them, and these are all things that I I mean, One Direction doesn't exist anymore, so there's that too. Yeah, but I still go back and listen to the music, and I'm happy. Okay. Five Seconds of Summer, after they were unveiled as assholes, like, I'm no longer interested. Got it. Also, their music sucks now. So, anyways. I understand. So for Love Island, I think friendships are adorable and hope-inducing, and that's like a huge part of Love Island, even though you might not think so if you've never watched it before. Anyone who's seen it knows this. They're like wild, which is fun. And then observing and learning from relationship behavior is a thing I really love about reality TV. Yeah. Um, I think blind love, like unhealthy blind love, petty vindictiveness, vulnerability, that all happens on the show and then the I almost said characters the people they are characters yeah they are characters but um the people talk about it and process it with the other people there with their yeah. friends and you just learn so much from the way people behave and the way people explain themselves i find it to be a very valuable tool for self-analysis it's so such a good fun. way to talk about reality tv because more most people are just like it's just, like, mindless, but yeah. you don't make it mindless. Well, thank you, Brenna. It can be mindless, but, like, also there's different aspects to it. It is often quite mindless. Yeah. But also I like to look at things I enjoy and try and <laughs> legitimize them. Yeah. So, which okay. is kind of the whole point of this episode, at least for me. Yeah. But anyways, we'll get uh, more into that later. Do you want to kind of go – we can go back and forth. That might be better okay. um, to kind yeah. of give – I don't know. Um, I know you kind of ran down a list. I can run down my list real quick. Yeah, and then um, go into your first yeah. one. Okay. Um. Twilight was a huge one for me. Um, Teen Wolf was another big one. Mm-hmm. Riverdale. And then um, I also just... Reality TV, yes. I'm not, like, a huge reality TV fan. I will... I used to watch it a lot more back when, like, TV was all I had. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't really... I wasn't a huge... Like, now I pretty much just watch YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. But back when I was younger, I watched a lot of reality TV. And yeah. then young adult stuff in general um, is another one um, for me. But I guess Twilight is... I mean... I don't know what I can even say, but it's, it got me, I think the reason it's a guilty pleasure for me is because when I was, I mean, when like the first one came out, we were in middle school, mm-hmm. the first movie, I'm going to talk kind of about the movies. Cause like the books, I mean, the books are good. I mean, I don't really know people that like trash on the books a lot. Mm-hmm. People trash on the movies because they're really poorly made. Yeah. Um, 
But it was kind of a guilty pleasure for me because of like those movies. But I don't really consider it. And when it first started, I didn't really consider it a guilty pleasure because so many people were into it. Like even my best guy friend yeah. like was into it. Um, as straight. far as I know, he was straight. Yeah. And so um, it's just like it wasn't really a guilty pleasure then. But as I kind of got more into like the fandom, it kind of became a little more embarrassing for me because I was so involved in the fandom mm -hmm. and because we were getting older and like the movies, we were realizing the movies weren't actually that well made at all. Um <laughs> But I'm very grateful for that because, like, it got me into movies, period. And now I'm kind of more of a film buff and, like, I really enjoy movies in general. And it's kind of funny that, like, these kind of bad movies got me into that. Yeah. Um, but it, like, sparked my passion for directing and writing. And I think, yeah, without Twilight, I wouldn't have really been a writer or anything. I think yeah. Twilight's so important to me. And so now I'm, like, I totally just want to scream that all day. Is like, Twilight super, was super important to me. And I'm not embarrassed by it anymore, but I definitely used to be. <laughs> For sure. Well, and some of the characters and dynamics set up in the books are really well done. Yeah. Oh, a thousand so. percent. And I, I mean, it's like, I think it's really well written for that type of, like, for that genre. I mean, it's yeah. it's basically, like, it's very heavily a romance. I mean, it's obviously, like, fantasy with, with the vampires and stuff and that, and that action and stuff. But it's also very heavily a romance. And that's yeah. why it was hard for, like straight guys that were our age back then to get get into it. Mm -hmm. um, I find the werewolves particularly interesting. And I'm not ashamed to admit I watched the director's commentary for New Moon over and over again one year of my life. Can we talk about how bad... Are we always this is like the worst scene in all the movies is when mm -hmm. the, the wolves are talking to each other and he's like... Oh, in like the, oh, the last ones? God. I am the yeah, chief. Chief of... Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's it, probably one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in my life of any movie. <laughs> my mom and I burst out laughing in the theater. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Like immediately. We didn't even... It was so bad you couldn't yeah. even like try to hold it in. Yeah. So I think once it kind of... Once I got deeper into the fandom, I was way more embarrassed by it. <laughs> but now I'm like, I'm fine with it because... It's been far far enough of a time. Like yeah. I'm, I still really enjoy it and I really appreciate like what it did for me. So, awesome. yeah. Okay. What's your What's your next well, one? Let's talk about smut. Yes. Um. Let's do it. So sex, I've heard, sex, sex, sex. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a few people talk about how it's in a lot of ways because it's written, it can be like better than porn in terms of. Hey, a lot of women get off with just books. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's true. It is true. And Fifty I, Shades of Grey. Well, and I think you can sort of imagine it, like, sometimes with porn, it's, like, too intense, and the visuals are just, like, kind of gross sometimes, and with <laughs> smut, you can, like, imagine it in a way, like, your imagination's always going to make something better. That's why people tend to like the books more than the movies, so it's going to be, like, I don't know, not to get too graphic, but instead of showing, like, a specific penis that you're not into, it's going to be, like, the penis for you. So... <laughs> That's kind of fun. That's um, funny. That's a great way to put it. Um, and then this is probably the one I'm most ashamed of because I'm not, I don't really have much guilt about my guilty pleasures, but for this one, I mean, there's the general conservative uh, upbringing, Catholic school and everything. Yeah. But then also I, sometimes I worry reading that might make my writing worse. <laughs> so yeah. there's that too. Yeah. I, I, I understand. <laughs> um, Another one for me is Teen Wolf. Um, and again, this is like this kind of the same thing. It's like in high school, so many people around me were into it that it didn't feel like a guilty pleasure. But like the more I got into the fandom and like the more I watched it like into college and stuff, it's mm -hmm. became more of like, oh, this is kind of embarrassing because I mean, like most shows, it got way worse at the end. Yeah. And I still think the first couple seasons are like just so good. And I think mm -hmm. it was, I don't know if it was well done, but like it was for a supernatural show, it was just very good. Um, yeah. And so 
like back then it was all I tweeted about like it, in high in, in high school it was all I tweeted about all I like my friends would make fun of me because I loved it so much but a lot of people were also watching it that were my um like in my friend group or outside of my friend group were watching it um but yeah because it was like for the teenage audience it didn't really matter to me that I was so obsessed with it but then like again once college hit I was like oh I guess that kind of was a guilty pleasure yeah um and I guess since Riverdale is very tied to that, I'll go into that. But like Riverdale was kind of like my evolution of Teen Wolf because I felt when I first started watching Riverdale, I, it felt like very well done to me compared to like, because I mean, it's a CW show. Teen Wolf was an MTV show, but like CW shows are notoriously like corny and um, can be bad. And so like it was very well done. And it was like what I, it was the complete evolution of like my Teen Wolf obsession because it was not supernatural. It was way more realistic, but it mm-hmm. was just it, the acting was so much better like the visuals were so much better, um, and and I was watching that, and like I guess I didn't start watching Riverdale until after I graduated college. Um, oh wow! And now it's I think season four is happening now, but season three was just so bad that I stopped watching it. Like <laughs> so, because um, it got it basically got supernatural, and that's not what I liked about it. And yeah. so, but that it, now it, and I feel like now because it's so bad, it is kind of a guilty pleasure that oh, um, I like going back and, and watching it. But it's very similar to Teen Wolf for me. Okay. Um, I think a lot of TV is just so guilty pleasure because <laughs> there's not a lot of good TV, <laughs> uh, except um, if you're watching Netflix, then most shows are pretty good. Yeah. And Hulu. Hulu has good originals. Yeah. I mean, Handmaid's Tale is like award winning. It's true. I've never actually watched Handmaid's Tale. Me neither. But I you read, read the, the book. Yeah, you read the book. Yeah. That's enough Margaret Atwood for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> I get depressed very easily. I was a huge House of Cards fan, but that yeah. obviously blew up really bad. So, and Orange is the New Black, I was very obsessed with, and I yeah. I didn't actually finish the last season. I need to go do that. But anyway, go on. What's your next one? Byronic Heroes, or AKA Bad Boys. Um, I just love complicated characters, especially Same. the male characters, because you know they're kind of hot sometimes. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, I also just think it's really important to show flawed characters, and I talked. I talked about this a little bit with James Marsters, who plays Spike, because um, I wanted to tell him how much that character meant to me, because I know he's talked a lot about how he feels guilty that, and this is Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. he feels bad because a lot of people were, like, into that character in a sort of sexual way, but he wasn't, like, a good guy, he wasn't a good boyfriend, whatever, mm. um, Yeah. until he gets his soul back, but I think... Nobody's perfect. I have been a shitty person so many times in my life, but I also, similar to the character of Spike, I love hard and I really care about the people that are in my life. So I think seeing this character have something that speaks to people and knowing so many people love him, like, makes me feel better about myself almost in a weird way. No, yeah. And then I think it's also just important in this time period for us to think of people as uh, multidimensional yeah can be very important so. i think in obviously so many ways <laughs> yeah yeah so that kind of and then what's your next one my next one is i guess i can talk about kind of my reality tv show interests before mm-hmm. you go into yours um i was upset i was i say i don't think glee was a guilty pleasure for me because i think a lot of like so many people were into glee and it yeah. was very very popular and mm-hmm. it i mean it got pretty bad at the end but like it was still very popular and won so many awards and everything and the actors yeah. are great and like but I was obsessed with the Glee Project, which was the mm-hmm. show on like Lifetime. It ran for like maybe only two seasons, but it was where they basically the actor like it would the um, the people that were on the show. I mean, what's his name? Ryan, the guy that made Glee. 
in American oh, Horror Story. Oh, I forget. Bald. Ryan Everyone knows what his name is. Um, yeah, I can't remember his name right now. Ryan. Um, Glee. Yeah. Um, but Murphy, Ryan, Ryan Murphy. Murphy. Yes. So he ran it, and like basically it was it was to get people on to Glee. And unfortunately, the people that won basically were on Glee for like one season and then disappeared. Like that mm. that um the Irish guy who was yeah. in, who was in um. It's like Rory or something was his name. Yeah, his name is Damien. He's in the um like the British. Oh, I can't even remember. Um, a Br- he's in a British like group um and he is such a good singer and he's great but he was only on and the other one like him and the guy with dreads oh yeah they both won the second jesus they both won like because they were so good so he's like we're just gonna have put you both in the show then they like disappeared yeah it was just so stupid but the actual show i love because they made music videos each week like it was basically glee but it was like non-fiction um which is impressive which is really cool and i was really obsessed with it and i was like crazy on twitter about it Hmm. um i had i've had my twitter for years and um that was a huge uh like kind of i guess it was kind of a guilty pleasure because it was like really nerdy it was like people that like glee but i was so i loved loved it so much i went on this other little show and watched this like (laughs) quite niche quite niche um group and Hmm. i mean that see that show only ran for maybe because glee was about to end anyway but like um i don't know glee went on for quite a while after that so but it was for way too long. it was really good. Every show goes on for too long, and that was my main reality show. I mean, like the Kardashians, I've definitely dabbed in, dabbled in, dabbed in. What a great segue! <laughs> yeah, what a great segue into your your. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, I already talked a little bit about Love Island, but yeah, um, for me, the Kardashians I started watching during a breakup, <laughs> and similar again to Love Island, just watching because there's a lot of infidelity with the Kardashians and they talk about it like as a family and as like women and what it means to be in love and be betrayed and I feel whatever like fakeness goes into it. Yeah I was gonna say whatever level of realness. I feel like that aside the way there are always certain moments that ring true to me. Yeah. And Again, I think that can be really great for personal self-analysis, blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm-hmm. Similarly, they deal with alcoholism a lot because yeah. Scott and I they had really a do. lot of alcoholism drama in my family around that time period. Uh, so that was helpful. And then um, that was over the summer. And then when I started back in school, I took this class on uh, revolution and art history and learned a lot about Marie Antoinette and her villainization and I feel like she and Kim are so similar oh yeah definitely in terms of being like uh, criticized for being too sexual and then having naked pictures circulated there was like this whole thing in the revolution where they drew Marie Antoinette naked and, like circulated Ooh. she was so villainized <laughs> yeah and everything and blamed but I think this maybe this sounds convoluted, but I like wrote this whole paper about how Kim was one of the first women in art history or the first woman mm-hmm. to take her own nudes and circulate them and to a mostly female audience. Like that's so revolutionary and liberating almost, which is really cool. So that's another aspect that plays into my continued Kardashians obsession. Yeah. Um which is kind of fun. <laughs> I think there's a couple like the Kardashians for me, I think another thing that's probably very universal for everyone is just their bond like even if the show is so fake i mean they're all just they're so bonded with each other and it's really like empowering to see all these super powerful successful women like be badass um there's definitely a family loyalty that's there that's not fake 
um i mean and like the stuff with caitlin that was not fake like their dad (laughs) went through like it's just none of that stuff is like obviously it's very dramatized but the stuff that we hear because the kardashians is shot like so i mean every reality show is shot like months before Mm -hmm. and then you see the stuff you see the stuff that you heard in the I almost said in the papers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff you see online, like, they broke up, this happened, and then you see it in the show, and you're yeah. like, well, that was real, but it was just... Um, and I think another thing that I heard the other day, which, I mean, I kind of knew this, but how the Kardashians have completely changed the ideal, like, body type is mm-hmm. just so crazy. Yeah. Um, I heard Demi Lovato said this thing in an interview a while ago about how she wishes the Kardashians had been around when she was yeah. younger. Because it would have given yeah. her, like... And obviously, I mean, Kim's gotten really skinny lately. Which but just, I mean, thing. just the curves in general. I yeah. mean, that's a huge deal for a lot of people. She was saying it might have changed her relationship with her body. Uh, she might not yeah. have spent so much time starving herself, which is really cool. Oh, Demi deserves the world. She's gone through too much. Um, I know, right? <laughs> um, and then I have one more. Did yeah, you talk about all yours? I have one more. Um, okay, go ahead and yeah. say yours. I'll talk about kind of young adult in general. And I know that it's not really a guilty pleasure because you talked about how you have like you only really read young adult and I only really Mm -hmm. write and read young adult um but I think it is hard when you're 23 years old and that's like all you want to read because Mm -hmm. you're supposed like I've saw something on Facebook that was like I only read adult fiction it's like (laughs) okay but to me I'm really gravitate towards genre fiction and so a lot of that in YA is so much more like visceral and stuff and it just is it's so much more accessible to me yeah um, I don't want to read, like, literary fiction that has so many words I don't understand and all that <laughs> stuff. And it's just, like, it seems just so pretentious to me. Um, and I know there's so many adult uh, things that are considered adult fiction that, like, are totally fall into that kind of YA. The reason I like YA, I just don't really want to branch out because there's so much young adult <laughs> that yeah. I haven't read. Um, and I think it's not really a guilty pleasure anymore because of so many things like Twilight and, like, especially Twilight. I mean, freaking, there was that whole mom movement. Like, I, whenever I saw, like, videos of... I don't know, Twilight conventions or just mm-hmm. red carpets. Like, it was all moms, like, holding up yeah. signs, like, moms for Twilight. And, like, a woman that I babysit for um, who's in her 30s, maybe early 40s, she has Twilight on her shelf. Like, it's just very – and granted, she was younger when she read them, but, like, it's still – it's very, like, universal now. And I think because of the whole YA movie trend and all of that, it's very – it's very much of, um, so I'm lucky that even though I am 23 and I really only want to read YA, it's become way more mainstream now that yeah. it's okay. Um, and I mean, hey, people read Harry Potter and that's technically in the children's section. Yes. So it there is, is that. Is it is crazy because there's a lot of crap that goes down when they get older and that is not necessarily the best but it looks so ridiculous at our local public library (laughs) on the shelf like these huge dictionary type books next to picture books and stuff it's just yeah it's insane but yes i i totally agree but yeah ya is is cool (laughs) i love it i agree brenna as a ya reader and writer yes um my last one is boy bands um this similar to the smut thing i feel like there's not that much out there that's like sexual for women like literally everywhere you go the mcdonald's commercials um cheerleaders it's all catered the male gaze exactly so boy bands especially this is why i'm so into bts lately the way they i was gonna say k-pop is a huge thing now for that and they have all these rules to keep it from being too sexual but the just the fact that they dance in the physical shape is amazing which so that's really cool and um yeah i guess 
it's kind of one of the first things I really got into as a fandom creator. Mm -hmm. I had a whole blog for Five Seconds of Summer. Yeah. That did really well. Um, Oh, yeah. Guys also have Hooters. Yeah. So. I saw, I was in Clearwater, Florida for an event for my job. And the Hooters, so there's like, there's those like, I don't know, but there's those like dolphins everywhere, like Mm -hmm. dolphin statues. And the one outside the Hooters had boobs drawn on. Oh, my God. I was so disgusted. (laughs) It's it was just, so gross. It's so hard to relate to because I think I know. even if there was a nutters, that's a joke. <laughs> Ew. Uh, somebody. That's, yeah, that's so bad. It would not be appealing. And no. You need like. That's not what I want when I'm eating. Exactly. Like. So boy. Oh my God. <laughs> what would they serve? Hot dogs? Yeah. Oh, well. Pretty I much. Mean, but in, even Magic Mike isn't like all about the penis. I keep talking about The penis. story is so bad. I watched the movie like five years ago when oh, it came out. But I'm thinking like so the strip clubs now based yeah. on it in. Yeah. Las Vegas. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just, it's about, like, the physical fitness of the dudes. Because they, they know women care about more than just Yeah, <laughs> and, like, the way they, like, dance on them and everything. Ugh, like, it's great. So the whole boy band thing, I love it. I love the interviews they do. It's just a nice thing to have for teens and... Yeah. And let's face it, moms out there yeah. too still are into them, so you were great. You brought up BTS, and I totally forgot that I was... In high school, I got really into Big Bang, which is mm-hmm. another K-pop group yeah. who they are all—they've all been drafted, I guess. So they haven't mm-hmm. put out any music, but they were—they. I continue to believe that they were—they were gonna be the BTS, like coming to America and stuff, like as yeah. popular as BTS. But they all got drafted to the war, and so or whatever they got—they got drafted yeah, together. Yeah, like a mandatory. Yeah, and one of them got arrested, and he's a horrible human. Um, but I was so obsessed with them, and like K-pop in general was not popular when I was in high school like it was my one of my friends was Asian and he was very into it and so he introduced me to it and like it was very actually he didn't introduce me but sorry Ren did um but my other friend like it was basically me and my Asian friend and my good friend Ren all like um were listening to it and we were the only people I knew and but now BTS is becoming more of a thing here Mm -hmm. um and so that was definitely more of a I was very embarrassed I listened to k-pop in high school because Now it's so mainstream, but back then it was not. There's still backlash, though. After their SNL performance, there were, like, this one guy on Twitter got attacked by the army because he said uh, that who would ever be attracted to, like, little Asian-looking I mean, boys? that was the I'm only... Like, and I was very much attracted to the members of Big Bang. Like, they're all... It's just yeah. a different look, and I was... I It was kind of, like, my first... I don't know. I was like, oh, there's hot boys that look like this that's cool like (laughs) i don't know it sounds bad but no but i mean it's cool you know we never get to see asian actors no not at all like male leads so it's important too i mean the guy that was in crazy rich asians he's beautiful yeah the new um blues clues the new guy is so he's like a male he's like an asian male model he's beautiful and he's so like he just seems so cool and like it's so cool that we're seeing (laughs) i don't know i I love it break down barriers it's important it's very important all right, so I guess I don't know what is um. Oh, we kind of yeah, we kind of wrote down like what our defin some definitions we found of what guilty pleasure means, um, and and which ones we kind of relate to more. But yeah, go for go for yours. Let's see. Okay, so mine is from Wikipedia. It's some type of entertainment that you enjoy despite understanding it's not generally held in high regard. Yeah. So that I I identified with that because for me I always come up with a reason why I like my guilty pleasures. For me, they're not mm-hmm. guilty except for the whole smut thing, but that's a whole. That's more issue. of a sec. Yeah, that's a whole different type of guilt. You know, with shame. And, yeah, know. exactly. Um. So I really liked that one. What about you, Brenna? 
I found one from Urban Dictionary that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you're... My, yours is more... I think yours is way more tailored to you because it doesn't say, like, you have to feel shame. Yeah. But this one does. Um, mm-hmm. And it says, when you enjoy something but you're too ashamed to admit you listen to it slash watch it to your friends and family. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, super shame because you're not even, like, you don't even want to admit it to your friends and family. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought that, to me, like, a guilty pleasure is very shameful. But then when we went through all of ours, like, we don't feel really guilty about them. So yeah. that's, like, I think yours is so much better of a definition because I think that's what everyone should hold like should consider them I mean because yeah we can we can admit or like we can see like we have the perspective that they're not generally held in high regard but Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean we can't like them or and it doesn't mean we have to feel shame about them yeah um so do we feel guilty about these (laughs) nope nope as I already said yeah I don't I always connect to the stuff that I enjoy and I feel proud about it in some type of way I think a lot of it is just, like, when you're a teenager, you feel guilty about everything you do because you feel like you're a loser. So I think now I'm totally, like, especially with my blog that I'm trying to, like, completely, I don't know, talk about the fan fiction I wrote, talk about everything that, like, how Twilight was so important to me and all that stuff. And I think just, I don't feel guilty anymore. I think probably the main thing was, especially with Twilight and watching, like, the stuff that wasn't necessarily the best, like, production value, it's because I feel like I am kind of more of a film buff now and I feel guilty for, like, going back and being like, I still like this. So that's, like, the last thing that's kind of tough for me is that, like, I'm allowed to like stuff that isn't the best as long as I kind of, like, oh, I know it's not the best, but I still can get into it. Um, And it's not, like, just, I don't don't surround myself with people that make fun of me for that kind of stuff, really. That's the main thing. So important. (laughs) So important. Okay. And, yeah, I think the main takeaway is, like, yeah, like, confidence. That's Mm -hmm. that's what we were talking about. And then I have a little thing to add about reflecting on your guilty pleasures if you do it – in a very deliberate way can be super inspiring. I kind of talk, tend to talk about this a lot at, whenever we're done talking about a certain topic. Yeah. But I think anything that makes you excited is great fodder for writing. Oh, and gosh. I, yeah. <laughs> I actually did this uh, screenwriting class in Seattle and worked with a lady from Pixar. And she, one of the exercises she had us do was write a list of all the movies we enjoy don't nobody's gonna look at it so don't filter yourself like anything that you really like to sit down and watch put it on there and then after that we uh put in why we liked it and I think when you look at why you like something even if it is a guilty pleasure you start to recognize the really legitimate things that are in there and it can be very helpful to create content that other people will actually enjoy so yeah I a thousand percent agree I um I asked on my Instagram who like what guilty pleasures people had and so yeah. many people responded with like food things <laughs> which I think is a whole nother thing because that's just like body positivity and like oh, all yeah. that whole the whole long road and like that could anyway but I know they were just being funny and like it's true we all have guilty pleasures when it comes to food um but yeah. one of our friends uh from like middle school and elementary school said he <laughs> He said that he like blasts Charlie. Is it Charlie XCX? Is that oh what it is? Gosh. Charlie XCX in his in his car and sings to it. And I think that's just so funny because like you don't think of I don't know straight boys doing that. Um, Charlie XCX is pretty embarrassing. Yeah, it is pretty embarrassing. So that's just so funny. Um, and I think yeah, everyone has different. It's funny that a lot of people wanted to answer stuff about food, though. Yeah. When I specifically, I didn't, I didn't say like anything, and I didn't, I just said guilty pleasures. Period. Um, that is interesting. Yeah, but I think a lot of it, yeah, also the type of music. We kind of talked about that with K-pop, and a, a lot of people were going to always answer reality TV, which does not even make it a guilty pleasure then if everyone's watching it. Well, and I think also 
that a lot of things we label as guilty pleasures as a culture are things that women enjoy, which yep. is a whole other problem. Um, things yeah. that women, especially because women drive the economy. It's so... like porn could be considered a guilty pleasure for a woman, but it would not be for a man. Right. I feel like. Anyway. Right? Yeah. Or even, yeah, exactly. Porn. Because it's, it's embarrassing. Like women yeah. don't want to talk about porn ever. So None of my friends talked about porn until mm. we were like in college. No, yeah. And well, let me tell you, I was definitely consuming some of that. No, way yeah. Before then, so. It's, I would agree with that statement. Not that I was watching it with you, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, um, I think, yeah, it, it's totally true. It's all very, like, I mean, that just makes it even worse if a guy wants to watch the Kardashians and it just makes it even more of a yeah, guilty like, pleasure. Are you gay? Are you gay? You're so gay. Like, it's like, no, I just enjoy good quality entertainment. <laughs> quality enter- yeah, it's very much. It's all entertainment. That's what it is. So, Who anyways. Cares? Who cares? Be proud of what you're into, especially if it's girly, because this is ridiculous. It's about time to get over the whole girly thing. I know. So... And that's pretty much yeah. it. It's okay to like what you like, and who yeah. cares? <laughs> Tell us what your guilty pleasures are. Yes. And what are you, I, I, wanna, I don't want to hear only food answers. <laughs> yes. Tell us some entertainment ones. Yes. Do it. Thanks for listening. Don't hesitate to let us know what you think or suggest a new discussion topic. You can email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com or use the Ask Me Anything tab on our stupid Tumblr, anobsessivenature.tumblr.com. <laughs> See you next time.